your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Time to talk Blues Hockey with Darren Payne. Holy jump and wow. what a save. Oh, my. Refreshed by Urban Chestnut Brewing Company and their Urban Underdog Lager. Prost. Welcome back. Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you on the program. And it is our pleasure to welcome to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, our guest every Wednesday on the show, ladies and gentlemen, Darren Pang. What a gallery. Really a, a gallery that's charged up here today. Morning, Panger. Well, well good morning, Ben Crenshaw. <laughs> a gentle Ben. Soft, soft hands. Yeah, I, I, you're, that, you're like at the Ryder Cup when you said, I, I, I got a feeling. I, 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 I got to tell you, Panger, and Jackson can vouch for this, I sent that YouTube clip to the boys the night before the match yep. after I played a practice round from the tips with Nagel last Tuesday. I sent that. I think you're hacking into my stuff, and if so, I apologize for the things you've seen. No, I well, I've, I've checked on the putter you, you you're using. You're using a ping putter. It was it was it was not not legal. That was illegal. <laughs> Nagel did count my clubs in my bag, and I had 15 clubs. So he is looking for some kind of ruling from the USGA. Well, yeah, they've already called. That, that there, There's going to be a replay, and I'm going to do the play-by-play. Oh, that'll be great. That'd be awesome. <laughs> there was a huge all, um, gallery out there last Wednesday. I, there were like, uh, we like 100 people following along. We have we got a great membership over there at Meadowbrook. They love their golf, and, uh, you know, so I'm pumped up that you're uh, that you're able to be there and, and win, and, and obviously I was, uh, I was wrong. I was wrong. I bet against you. I told you to go in there and have a couple of cold underdogs with, with Todd the bartender. Todd the bartender. And, and uh, it wasn't to be. So congratulations to you guys. You deserve it. And I'll have a talk with Nagel about the, his performance. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to scold him. Uh, yeah, we just, uh, the, the putter was hot that day and there was nothing he could do. It wasn't his fault. We got very, very, very lucky. And he wants a rematch. And I am scared that he is going to Stephen Ames, Tiger Woods us yeah. when, 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 that, when that time comes. Uh, Darren Pang with us here every Wednesday on 101 ESPN. Blues opening up the season with a win. Then they have to sit around for a few more days. And now, Blues and Kraken tonight in Seattle. Anything that stand out to you, either catching your eye or surprising you from what we saw on Saturday night in the victory panger? Well, you know, I I, I kind of anticipated, and, and uh, you know, I'm with John Kelly here in, in Seattle, and we, we talked a little bit about the way that, you know, the way that the Blues not, not played the game, but what you felt they were going to play the game. They hadn't played at all. Columbus had played, what, three and four, uh, they played some tough competition, and I, I just figured that there'd be some loose moments defensively. They're trying to figure out uh, a little bit different structure in the defensive zone, and um, it's it's not a big deal, like Craig Berube even said. It's not, you know, we're not reinventing the defensive zone, but we are trying to tweak it. And I thought there were times in that game where they, they were just a little uncertain. They weren't on their toes, and they let a lot of 
pucks get to, towards the net, and there wasn't a lot of coverage in front of the net. So, so that's kind of the one thing that I would think uh, when the team left, they worked on the D zone coverage, and they'll work on it again this morning. And and then they'll, you know, what they'll do? They'll get right back into the power play again and the penalty kill. The special team's so important. And again, last year they were number what two on the power play, number five on the penalty kill. Mm-hmm. They're the only team in the NHL that had the, you know, both in the top five. So I, I know they want to keep that sharp, and especially without David Perron, you know, here. And because he was so instrumental last year in the power play. Yeah, and he's off to a quick start in Detroit, which uh, keeps Blues fans who are missing him talking naturally. That is uh, the, the case with things. Speaking of a, a former Blue, uh, Vili Husso struggled uh, against the Kings on Monday. Now he got a shutout in his first start, so we're not suddenly down on him. But uh, what do you think of how much a difference a team system can make for a goalie and how much the goalie need to change his approach based on the team in front of him? What kind of things... Uh, would he possibly be changing? Are there some types of goalies that just don't fit with some types of systems on teams? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's huge. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this. You can take all the numbers, and I'll use an example, and that's Thomas Bryce that was in Detroit for two years after being in, you know, after being in Long Island, tight, stingy, like really gr- good checking, defending team where his numbers were phenomenal. I think he had, you know, stopped 92% of the shots. Then he goes to Detroit, and he, he can't even get towards 90% because under their former head coach, I mean, they just they just couldn't get things going on the, on the defensive zone. I mean, their coverage was loose. There was no commitment. There was no structure. And, you know, the Blues have that. But yeah. there's still going to be time where the Blues, Tim, you know, every, every team's going to, you know, going to take advantage of some weakness that they see. Or maybe your right D's a little slower than your left D that night. Maybe you're not holding the line and closing gaps. I mean, there's a, a million different things and reasons why there would be a good chance against. But, in answering your question, certainly there's going to be tougher challenges for Billy Huso in Detroit um, than, than you're going to see even Thomas Bryce here in St. Louis just because of the commitment to defending your own net. Do you think it's advantageous to kind of ease into the se- season the way the Blues have, or do you think this is kind of a tough spot for him to not have a rhythm with not starting with everybody else and then starting and then stopping for a few days and then picking up the pace with the West Coast trip? How do you how do you analyze you know something? There's nothing you can control about it, but it is a, a unique no. set of circumstances for the Blues versus most of the other teams in the league. Yeah, it, it is unique, and I think if they weren't a you know a good veteran team that's won before, I think maybe there'd be some some anxious moments and uh, and and maybe some issues. But I don't think there's issues with this team. All I can say is they're just they're just eager to play games. That's that's all. Yeah. I mean, but before you know it, they're going to be right, they're going to be right back into it again, and they're going to be playing. You know, they're going to be playing six games in eight. They're going to be playing. Uh, you know, you, you know the schedule. I mean, it's going to be just a grind for them, and they're going to forget about the first uh, week of the season when they weren't playing whatsoever. So, that's going to be uh, that. You know, that's that's going to be one of those issues that they're going to just have to deal with. But here, here we have tonight in Seattle. Seattle's lost some games. Uh, they're a team that hasn't f- found their way. The Blues were three and zero against them last year, and now you know. Then you turn into Edmonton. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Then you turn into Winnipeg. That's tough. They're playing great hockey. Winnipeg is. They've they've got a little change over there. And then you know you turn around and you, you come home and you're playing Edmonton. So that's a, it's it's going to be a big wake up uh, call coming in here. So I'm, I'm sure that uh, all the talk about them not playing at all will be uh, 
quickly ended here after we finished the game tonight. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right about that. You are in, in Seattle where the Blues will take on the Kraken tonight. Uh, a lot of attention paid to Las Vegas and the way that market received the game and, of course, the quick start the franchise had right out of the gate. Seattle, a passionate sports city. How is the game resonating with uh, the Pacific Northwest fans so far? I think it's great. I mean, you listen to the fans the other night, even in their game against Carolina, they were, I mean, they were jumping, Tim. They were, it's a great building. Uh, there's a lot of money here in Seattle. Um, you can tell with, uh, you know, the buildings that they have, the individual buildings with the, what, with the Major League Baseball, with the NFL, with the, with the hockey team, probably soon to be a, an NBA team here yeah. as well. So, I mean, it is great. If you, if you get a chance to come down here, it's, it's phenomenal to see. Now, this is, I think, my fourth, fourth time coming down here to Seattle. To, uh, to do a game, and tonight I'll do it for TNT, and I'm, I'm just pumped up for it. It's a great venue. It's a really good atmosphere down there. Hey, I mean, this, is, this is not related to the Blues of the NHL, but we were talking about youth hockey, and, uh, and my son started skating, and then people started talking about how early people started skating. I'm just curious for you, when did you start skating? Do you have any idea what age you started skating? I started skating around, I've got a picture of me standing on the ice, around 18 or 20 months oh my goodness yeah and it's uh it was yeah it was um phenomenal that uh my mom and my mom and my dad got that picture of me and my sister and and i'm like how old was i and it's written on the back and it said 18 months but i'm just standing there but i'm on skates and they're like no you were like walking you were rock solid i now playing the game i probably started playing at five um i always played outdoor hockey because i could walk one block away to play outdoor hockey and uh, and I'd always play forward. I never played goal. I hated being a goaltender. My dad stuck me in the net. I regretted <laughs> it for a long time. And so, yeah, it was brutal. I mean, what anxiety and, and having to deal with, you know, winning and losing and giving up a bad goal and parents looking at you. Oh, my God. It's a, it was a terrible feeling. So, what did, what, what, so how did the goaltender thing happen? If you were a forward and all of a sudden your dad sticks you in there, you're not necessarily enjoying the affair. <laughs> well... What happened was we had great teams in, in this little city of Nepean, which is outside of Ottawa. And I mean great teams. Like when I was six years old, I was on a travel team. That's when he stuck me in the net. And I just happened to be the best goalie that I could I could catch a puck from anywhere. Being a little guy, I was I had quick hands, so I could catch anything. My dad would throw pitches at me because he was a big senior league ball, uh, pitcher. And so I'd be in the backyard, and I could catch anything he threw at me. And, and I think that's what gave him the idea that, stick him in the net he'll catch any puck that comes near him and so that for for the year that i played with tyke adam peewee i had a guy that went second overall to the la kings doug smith the next year i had a guy that went 13th overall to the calgary flames danny quinn and then when i got older i had a uh, i had a fourth overall pick of the red wings and that was steve eiserman so oh, i mean within, i mean within our little area we had such good teams that there was nowhere for me to I mean, I couldn't just be a forward and not be at that level. I had to be a goalie, so that's what happened. Oh, my goodness. That's incredible. Yeah, what's going on here in St. Louis over the last, I don't know, I, I guess 20-plus-ish years is such a credit to the Blues alumni with the youth hockey movement in St. Louis. Obviously, it's translated to the NHL, but just the caliber of the game. It's a totally different deal than when I was growing up here in the 80s and 90s, what it is now in St. Louis. This is a, this is a machine. Well, you, I, I would imagine you see that and you travel the country, so you get a chance to, to compare and contrast. Oh, the coaching in St. Louis is far superior than what I had growing up. I mean, um, the, the passion and the dedication from the John Wensinks to the Blake Dunlops to Al McGinnis and Chaser and Kachucks yeah. and 
Jack Brown. Like it just it just continues to roll along too. Because now we got Andy McDonald and we got Jamal Mayers, even referee Tim Peel. They're all involved in it, and 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 I think that care and that that want to teach the kids the right way and to you know to guide them and to give them hope. Um, I think is phenomenal. So um, credit to them and credit to the Blues with the Hockey Hall of Fame and what they've done. I I just think it's uh, it's just such a great city. It's just such a it's a hidden gem, just like our golf courses. Amen. Boy, that's a perfect way to describe it. Yeah, I, uh, it's something else. And Chase told, I remember telling me that it's one thing when you're 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 the coach on the team. You know, might have had a cup of coffee with the JV team in high school. Sometimes parents might come and chirp them a little bit. But it's another thing if your coach spent you know ten years in the NHL. Uh, usually, the parents kind of understand it might be in their best interest just to kind of stay in their lane, and so that has helped the uh, process here as well. That's exactly right. And I think that's what uh, even I found uh, when I was in minor hockey uh, in the Illinois area. It's like if a parent has a problem, well, come talk to us. We'll probably put it succinctly to you as to why that player didn't play. And it might not be the, the, the player on the ice. You have to describe how maybe the player was acting not very nice in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was being a bad teammate on the bench. Maybe mm-hmm. he was, his shifts were too long. And I think once you explain that to the parents, I think then there's a there's just a better understanding of, of communicating and letting them know where, where you're at and just being as transparent as possible. Cause I think that's where we're at nowadays. I mean, you have to have transparency and you have to be as honest as the day is 24 hours. I think. Amen. That's a great analogy. What's going on here in St. Louis really is phenomenal when it comes to it. Darren Pang every Wednesday here on balloon party, one Oh one ESPN blues and Kraken tonight in Seattle. Panger always enjoy the conversation. Thank you so much for the time, sir. My pleasure, winner. Thanks, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) There he is, Darren Pang with us here on 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you to the top of the hour. Jackson has prepared a wide variety of questions that we will tend to, ranging from Harrison Bader's appearance now in the ALCS. Bob Costas receiving criticism for his call of the ALDS and also the decline of athletes quick, fast, in a hurry, specific to what's going on in Denver with Russell Wilson and his contract. All those topics coming up in the second half of Balloon Party. This is 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.